0: Let's get started.
1: Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. I am Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite things, conversation. I love to talk. I don't like to do, I like to talk and I like to talk and pontificate and and keep going at it. In fact, I was thinking about this, Corey, um, when I was reviewing the 2021 Press Consumer Trends Report for a presentation that I gave recently for the MGMA and the report told us that, um, so they did a survey of over a thousand patients, looking at how patients really choose their providers and what's important to patients. And um, the report tells us that almost 25% of patients out there want the ability to private message their healthcare provider. And I thought, wow. Wow. That is a huge jump. That stat is one of the top five stats that they had in the entire report. In fact, they led with that stat as one of the top reasons, like one of the top kind of factors in terms of decision making for your healthcare provider. And I thought to myself, like, what a switch, like a hundred and eighty degree turn of what practices are currently doing from a marketing perspective and what they're going to have to do from a marketing perspective if they're going to meet this 25% of the population. And then you know, it kind of got me thinking even more, like there's such a difference between conversational marketing versus being accessible to patients. And then as, you know, as this next generation comes online, that 25% number is just going to increase year over year. And so we had this on our top 10 um, kind of trends for 2022 of things to be paying attention to. So I think today we should have a conversation about conversational marketing.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of great points there. You know, I think that um, as this younger generation or this next generation, I think you just called it, is kind of you. coming up. I mean, me and even younger than me. I mean, I, for example, I got my first cell phone when I was, I think I was in ninth grade. But now kids get them, you know, at like, you know, they're holding iPads and tablets that, what, four or five? So they're going to be used to this sort of instant communication. And so when we're talking about conversational marketing, it can mean a lot of different things. One of the things that it means is sort of this instant gratification of I'm going to send you a message and then I expect a reply pretty much immediately because I'm used to texting and sliding into somebody's DMs or whatever the kids say these days. And when we're talking about medical practices, that can be having some sort of chat service on your website. So, again, you're getting that sort of instant gratification. It can be a personalized email series that's going out. It can be videos. It can be a lot of different things Um, on social, too. You know, the same thing where people, um, you know, we we see this all the time with clients where uh, someone will either post a review or they'll ask a question through, for example, like a Facebook page. And then somebody at the practice has to monitor that and then respond back to it. And that's a form of conversational marketing because ideally there's going to be some sort of script. And that person is not just going to fly off the cuff and say, you know, point them in the wrong direction or say, I don't know what you're talking about. Or you know, there there needs to just kind of be some sort of strategy behind this. And this is something to your point that is very new for a lot of healthcare practices, and it's only going to become a bigger factor in not only how people are choosing their providers, but ultimately, if they're going to stay uh, with you as a provider.
1: Yeah, I I was reviewing a report this morning that we were putting together, um, kind of a January report for an ophthalmology practice, and I was watching a video that our team had done where they were kind of talking through some of the the changes and some of the things that we were monitoring. And um, one of them brought up, you know, that we had a, in the month of January, we had a 24 minute response time on social media, like inquiries, things that had come in through the practices, like little direct message bot. And they thought that was pretty, pretty darn good. And I got to say like 24 minutes when it's a client, that is one of, you know, however many, like that's, that's not too bad, but, but the reality is, is that's a practice who's relying on the marketing team to manage patient communication. And it, the shift has really taken place now that these types of things, this interaction with your actual patients, it doesn't always need to be a marketing function. It needs to be a function of operations and I think a practice at this point would be remiss if they didn't start thinking about who on the operational side of the business should be interacting with patients, where the patients want to interact. You know, long gone are the days that you can just have a, you know, a, a customer service call center and people call in and you know wait for 15 minutes and make an appointment with somebody on the telephone. They now expect or we all expect that, you know, there's going to be interactions on social media like you said. That the call center probably needs to be able to respond to those kind of inquiries or somebody does. And that, you know, the same thing as it relates to email and the chats and whatnot, who's on the other end from the practice side from an operational standpoint that can respond to this? Because 24 minutes from our standpoint is pretty darn good when it's one of you know however many that we're dealing with. But the fact is, this should be a main priority for the practice and it should not be put on marketing.
2: Well, yeah. And I mean, if you put yourself in the shoes of the patient. 24 minutes is an eternity it may as well Heck be. yeah i've day. already moved on right might, might as well be the next week um and, and i think that you know i saw a stat that said that 82 percent of consumers expect an immediate response to their questions and i, I believe that a hundred percent like absolutely you, you want that immediacy when it comes to the brands whether that's the middle of the night or it's during business hours on a tuesday i just you know, I want to be either, I want a response, or I want to know what kind of the next step is, especially when it comes to healthcare. And I think conversational marketing does a really good job of increasing and establishing these relationships between a practice and a patient, because if you can get back to the patient, let's, let's throw the 24 minute number out the window. If your practice is getting back to patients within seconds or minutes, just think about what that does from the patient side and the, the loyalty that you're cultivating there, because if I have a question and you're getting back to me immediately, I'm not only am I going to be a patient for life, but I'm, and the service is good. Assuming, uh, (laughs) I'm also going to recommend it to everyone that I can, because I'm going to say, if you need X type of doctor, you got to go here because anytime you have a question, they're going to get you right in. They're going to talk to you immediately, answer your questions whatever the case may be, I'm sold, I'm in. And so this, to your point, in the past has been a function of the marketing teams. And sometimes just like everybody else, marketing is focused on other things. Um, so it really needs to become, and I, I think that this is where the trend is going, it's going to fall in the lap of call centers and operations and and those type of, um, you know, th- those types of, of Workers within the practices because one they're going to be able to actually provide that information. Marketing is just sort of a stopgap where you know we know uh, what to say even if we don't know the right answer. And if it's a call center, they're going to be able to actually solve these problems. And so that should be where this trend is is kind of going. If you really want to be successful doing it,
1: yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that you know there's absolutely no excuse now. To have things fall on deaf ears for 24 minutes because there are automations in place that somebody can get a response within seconds, even if it's hey we got your message we'll get to it. It's a response and I you know I go back to like during the height of all those airline cancellations and like BS we were all dealing with. I was like tied up in that I needed something regarding like a flight and it was just a nightmare. Like I was in, um, I think I shared with you, I was in Utah and I was trying to get a flight changed and I drove from one side of Utah all the way to the other side into Salt Lake city from Moab to Salt Lake city, which is about three and a half hours. And I was on hold the entire drive with the airline. And later when I went later when i went to deal with it i was able to go online and interact with their bot and their like the online chat and the one thing that actually made it bearable was that it told you your place in line so it was like saying look it may be 9 hours but here we are, and here's where we, you are in this process. And so managing my expectations, that became, it really becomes a customer service issue. And you've got to be at the place that your patients are looking for you. And this is just another example. So that's kind of like personalization and conversational marketing. But I think conversational marketing is, from our standpoint, a little bit more nuanced. And you know, from a, from a standpoint of marketing, what is it that we can do to be more conversational in our approach and so to kind of meet patients on the same playing field that they're expecting to be met you know if 25 percent of patients are wanting to interact directly with their provider, how can we make them feel like it's more of a personalized experience through like through the conversation?
2: yeah well I think you you kind of touched on it there. One is availability, right you you want to be, Um, ready when a patient does have a question, and then you want to make it accessible. So it's easy to start this conversation. um, Because if if I'm confused as a patient, the conversation isn't going to go anywhere. So that's a piece of it. And there's a bunch of different ways to do that. One of the most common, and I think one that we're going to see a lot of growth in this year is simply on the website, having some sort of chatbot or direct message kind of app where uh, there's, it starts with an automated response and you're trying to direct this uh, and and get the patient the answer that they need as soon as possible, 24 seven. And then when that doesn't happen, a human, like what we were talking about earlier, kind of probably in the call center takes over and then is able to land the plane and help the patient to resolve whatever the issue is or schedule their appointment, whatever the case may be. Um, I think within the patient portals, that's often overlooked by marketing and that's a fantastic spot to have some conversational marketing opportunities. Uh, simply because you know everything is there, the information is at your fingertips, and everything is secure because it's your patient portal. And, and again, yeah, and we... I think
1: I think from a marketing perspective, Corey, like the patient portal gets overlooked so much. Oh, for sure. Like I I like we're never in the patient portals because I don't have a login to the patient portals per se. So I'm not even seeing it from a patient perspective. So when I was coming up with like this list of what I thought we should talk about, the patient portal to me is we should add that on our list this year, because I couldn't tell you what some of the patient portals are like inside and outside of being a patient and interacting with my providers that way. um, I just think the patient portal nails the 25% of patients who are looking to interact and the mechanism is there. And so we know that patients are looking to do this We should change the way we're marketing certain practices to say you can speak directly with your provider because we have a patient portal. We can actually speak to what it is they're asking for. So I think that's a potential shift in the way we're doing some marketing right now.
2: We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by ReferralMD, the leading centralized referral management platform for healthcare providers. As a cloud-based referral management solutions platform, ReferralMD helps you manage your referral process like you never thought possible. In fact, ReferralMD clients report an increase in referral conversion of 25% since switching to the platform and increases in operational efficiencies by 37% and a reduction in patient leakage by up to 65%. If those benefits sound good to you, and how could they not, we invite you to visit GetReferralMD.com DMT, that's D is in doctor, M as in marketing, T is in tips, to schedule a no-obligation tour of the ReferralMD software in action. Plus, as a thank you for being a listener of this podcast, you'll get 50% off. That's 50% off your implementation fee. All you have to do to get that 50% savings is visit GetReferralMD.com DMT. And now, back to our show. And yeah, our absolutely.
1: listeners just heard the way that we deal with things. We see a stat, we, we, we play it, and then we figure out how we can make improvements to ourselves. So, yeah, I think we have to do that.
2: Yeah, I, that's that's uh, reverse engineering at its finest right there. Love it. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. and I, I, It makes me think of a couple of years ago when um, everyone was talking about meaningful use and, you know, just like everyone had to get a patient portal if they didn't have one and it was like the, the sky was falling because they were trying to set them up. And, and I think that for a lot of practices, that's what happened. They got set up because they had to be. And then you do the, the bare minimum of, of communication and adding you know some notes and uh, appointment calendars and what have you, but then it's forgotten about. So that, that's a great opportunity to really improve that one-to-one uh, communication with patients and really have a conversation in there. Um, the obvious one is also social media. Uh, And and I want to talk about social media and not spend too much time on the platforms because we all know what we can do on all of these platforms by now. But when we're talking about conversational marketing, specifically on social and on your website too, you know, it's important to think about the writing style and the conversation that you're having and that you want to have. And what I mean by that is that it's not just what you say, it's also how you say it. You know, you've gotta be able to kind of read the room and recognize who you're talking to. So for example, um, we were having some conversations earlier this week about a partial knee replacement piece of content that we're working on for a client. And the surgeon is very much pushing back on the language and the style that we're using, because he wants it to be very clinical in nature. But the people that are looking for this, they, they don't understand any of that. So we you know, we want to explain the procedure, of course, and talk about the benefits of a partial versus total, if you qualify, as an example. Um, but we don't need to go into all of the machinations of the three compartments of the knee and what they're called and who did this initial research because nobody cares except the surgeon (laughs) and and that, so you just need to know who you're actually talking to. And, you know, it's all, it's all part of the conversation. Sure. Um, But to drive patients, we need to make sure that when we're having these conversations, we're speaking to them in a language that they understand and that's easy to comprehend. And ideally, you also want your practice to be likable. And you're likable when you have a little bit of a personality and you're not just, you know, this robotic, super safe, um, just corporate entity that's faceless and nameless. And you know, you see that a lot of times now on, on social. Um, you know, there's a bunch of brands that that now have like identifiable personalities and if if you think about it i'm sure you could name a couple off the top of your head and um, they that's conversational marketing 101 right there
1: yeah i think um not to toot our own horns but you've got a pretty good series that you do in doctor marketing tips lab um which is that writing workshop where you cover a lot of this and i think it's, it's been fantastic because we've been using that to onboard new employees for writing in a style that they need to write. And, and we see very clearly that when you're writing to a particular audience and you have an avatar in mind, that it produces a better result and it resonates more with patients. And um, there's nothing worse, to me at least. Well, there's so many things that could be worse, but there's nothing worse when we're talking about having conversation. And when I'm reading something and it starts in third person and then it goes to the second person, or you can tell clearly where there was a strategy along the line on a website that shifted and it never, nobody ever went back and made adjustments. And it just matters so much to me and it should be consistent across the board. And so being conversational and and being like approachable is what we really want. And I think, you know, spending some time at the very beginning when we're putting our materials together, that it just makes a world of difference. So I, I couldn't I can't recommend enough people to take your writing workshop because it's so good and it just gets you off on on the right foot, especially if you got someone new at your practice.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And and just to kind of circle back to the idea there, it it's not saying when you're developing a voice for your practice. And and I think you, the the right word is approachable. And you said that. Um, you want to be likable and approachable because people want to do business with companies that they like, and people that they like. Um, same thing with healthcare, you know, all things equal. If you prefer one over the other, you like them more, you're going to go that way. If it's easier, it's more accessible. You like the the brand messaging. And that, that doesn't mean that you've gotta have a bunch of puns in your writing and you've got dad jokes at the beginning and things like that, because you know you saw a healthcare practice and you wanna be taken seriously, but there, there's a fine line between just um, you know putting out, for example, like a press release and, and just stating the facts and then having a little bit of personality and showing people what's going on kind of behind the curtain because we know that they're interested in that. And then being open to having this kind of conversation saying, this is who we are and this is our culture. And I think that when you do that, not only is it good for patients, but it's also good for employees and potential em- employees, because they're going to see what it's like to work there. And so this, this, whole, this whole idea of conversational marketing, really, it's got a lot of benefits and it's something that um, it's kind of easy to, to, to think about on the surface. And, and kind of like you said, Jen, it's just a matter of having a strategy and, thinking about how this is is going to affect all of the the different avenues that that's possible whether that's the website personalized email social the patient portal um your you know in office signage i mean it really can affect a lot of different things and and start a lot of these conversations
1: yeah and look sometimes doctors and you know it and practice administrators you even you know it more so sometimes you are a little quirky and sometimes that's okay. you, and sometimes guess what guys, you don't have a lot of personality on occasion. And so you need <laughs> your marketing team to give you some personality neurosurgeons, like you just need it. And, yep. um, that's what we're here for. So I, I just think there's so much to be said about, we can keep it professional. We can make you look like the smartest person in the room, but we've got to humanize you a little bit because sometimes going to the doctor can be scary and it let's, we don't need to take it so serious because we know that what happens in the practice is serious so we need to make it very approachable um cory do you have any examples um of kind of this stuff in practice that you've been working on lately
2: um yeah so i think that one that's been really successful lately um it was uh, also actually with the orthopedic practice uh and and what he's done is he has a series of videos to kind of prep people um, before and after surgery. So these are videos that, let's say the surgery is is scheduled for next Wednesday. The video is gonna go out and say, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so, this is what to expect. Um, if you have any questions, please contact our office. We're looking forward to, to seeing you. We're gonna take great care of you, et cetera. And he kind of does this minute long video. It's sent as a, as a text to the patient. Um, and then, same thing, following surgery, there's sort of uh, these these pre-done videos that are dripped out to the patient that say what to expect and what is normal, what is not normal at this stage. And again, just sort of reassuring them that what you're feeling is, is okay. And if you think there's a concern, obviously we're here for you. And so what that does is really it creates not only like an, an immediacy with the patient because it, it looks like the doctor is texting them, um, but it, it really just sort of reinforces a lot of the things that patients would be calling for. So we're trying to get ahead of that, but also provide this sort of um, personalized and, and like humanized focus and communication style to not only improve engagement, but really just drive home uh, how, how patients are, are recovering from this and um, from what we've seen and what we've heard from patients, it's doing incredibly well. And it's something that um, is pretty unique. Um, And I think that it has a huge potential benefit.
1: Yeah. And um, another benefit that comes out of something like that is, so we have a practice right now that we're going to do a bunch of videos for, and they want us to do just that. Like they get all these questions when they're in the exam room, And they want to create videos specifically to answer those questions that they can drip out to make it very customized and personalized. But the reality is that it's also helping save the provider time with each patient. So they're getting that kind of that conversation and that personalization ahead of time, answering the questions. It feels very personalized, but it's also saving the provider from having to answer the same questions every single day. And so they're able to see more patients be more efficient And this practice happens to be a private equity owned practice. So it's a slam dunk for them because they're all about creating operational efficiency. So I think, you know, when you start looking at approaches for conversational marketing, um, it's not just from a marketing perspective. It can really help you from an operational perspective too, which is why we keep harping on like marketing and operations have come together, especially like that's to me, that's like the biggest thing for 2022 is, you know, we're really part of of like, we need a seat at the table at this point because it all ties together so much. But um, yeah, as you're looking to implement certain things within a practice, look at how it could improve operations as well. Um, What about your email drip series that you do? I I know that you do that for quite a few practices. I mean, that's very conversational in nature and gets really good returns.
2: Yeah, so um, the one that comes to mind is one uh, for a uh, a plastic surgeon. He does, um, we have a rhinoplasty series that he does. And it's a email drip series, which means that uh, someone signs up for it. And then uh, on set days, they get a series within, uh, they get an email within this series. And it sort of explains and answers a lot of the questions that they have. And it eliminates a lot of the guesswork um, from them and kind of like sets expectations on What's actually going to happen? And then how do I pay for this? and what should I expect? and And we also share some testimonials and some other resources. So it does a lot of things. one, because um, we ask patients to sign up for this. Obviously, we're not just sending it to them. So um if you are a potential patient, you go to this plastic surgeons website and this is a free resource where you can uh, kind of get all this information delivered straight to you, meaning you don't have to do the, uh, you know, the, the hunting for it, the detective work kind of on your own. Um, and it also, again, it establishes this sort of uh, this loyalty. I'm giving you all of this free information and videos and answering all of your questions. So if you decide you would like a rhinoplasty, you're probably going to remember the practice that gave you all of this great information and kind of led you down this path. And oh, by the way, why, while we're doing that, We're also generating clicks to the website and we're reinforcing uh, some social proof through testimonials. And and at the end of it, if you wanna schedule an appointment, we're here for you and we make that really easy too. So it's it's a win-win-win for the practice. And uh, again, it takes a lot of the detective work away from the patient. And that really really instills a lot of, of loyalty and engagement. And at the end of the day, they convert more.
1: Yeah. And we've seen some really good results on those series. So I think that if somebody is thinking about, you know, do we send an email newsletter? Cause we hear that all the time. Think beyond the email newsletter, think about how you can use email to really enhance the conversation and to kind of tee it off and, and to really educate patients. And I think, again, like, just like you said, it's a win-win across the board. And what I love about it is you do it once you tweak it and it works on its own and you can walk away from it for a while. This has been a really decent conversation, Corey, about conversational marketing. Anything um, anything final that you want to add?
2: Well, I think it's better than decent. It's decent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I thought it was great. Um, but I think a uh, takeaway here for any listeners is that um, if you do this sort of dialogue-focused communication that we're talking about for this conversational <laughs> marketing, you're really going to see a difference in terms of engagement. And ultimately you're going to get more patients to convert because you're having a conversation with them. You're not just, you're not just talking at them, you're talking with them. And that's a big uh, mindset change, but it's a great one.
1: Awesome. So let's go ahead and end it there with that. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing
2: Tips podcast. Thanks for joining us. Stay decent. This episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, like every other episode, was produced and engineered by Insight Marketing Group, the done-for-you healthcare marketing specialist. Learn more about our all-in-one practice growth solutions at insightmg.com. That's insight, M as in marketing, G as in group, dot com. And hey, thanks again for listening.